Have you been good today? You should think twice before you sneak those cookies before dinner. If you have homework to do, get it done on time and don't tell any lies. When you clean your room, make sure you do it right because even if you shove all your dirty clothes under the bed or toss trash in the closet, there is still room for something evil to share the space. He hears your angry words and he smells your tears when you are punished for misbehaving. That is how he knows to come calling. He will hide and wait and when you are alone, maybe sleeping quietly in your bed, he will crawl quietly out of his hiding place. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing El Cucuy, a monster from Latin American folklore that may be hiding under your bed. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes too. The more we get, the more we grow and hopefully the more monsters we can explore. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. Leslie sat at her desk in her home office, fuming. It wasn't like she asked that much. She thought being a lenient parent would garner her kids' love and respect. She had never believed in spanking them when they were little, but now, sitting at her desk at 6 a.m., fuming because they had stayed up all night again, she was sure her parenting strategy had been a mistake. Leslie had two teenagers, her 16-year-old daughter Erica and her 14-year-old stepson Bryson. They were homeschooled, a choice that had been made with her husband in the spring of 2020 during the COVID crisis, when the schools had shut down. In the beginning, everything went great, but that had gradually changed as they had begun to stay up later and later after their parents were both in bed. This morning was the final straw. Leslie had set her alarm for 5 a.m. so she could get up early to meet a deadline before leaving for a business trip at 10 a.m. Leslie was a voiceover actress. She recorded ads from her studio on the bottom floor of their three-story house. The problem was that she had to record early while everyone was in bed, as the mic would pick up every creak of the floors from the upstairs. When she found the kids still up watching TV, she almost lost it. Many parents probably feel the same feelings when raising teenagers, taken for granted, used, disrespected, just to name a few. Erica may have been 16, but instead of responding like many teenage girls with a rebellious attitude, she liked to turn on the waterworks. 
When Leslie lit into her about staying up all night, she told her she was scared from watching a YouTuber play a video game with demons in it. Leslie was not feeling very compassionate because this act had become a routine. Tired and fed up, Leslie told her daughter that she should be scared because she would be lucky if El Kikui didn't come and drag her away for her constant disobedience. Erica hung her head and let the tears flow as she drudged back up to her room. This all may seem a little dramatic, as most family squabbles usually go, but in the moment, you don't think about it. Leslie was angry, Erica felt misunderstood, and well, Bryson had just sat on the couch listening to the whole thing go down. As the two teens disappeared up the stairs, Leslie, having a hard time reigning in her anger, mumbled under her breath, El Kakui can take you both for all I care. Maybe then I can have at least one peaceful day. Many stupid things have been said while angry, and as the saying goes, be careful what you wish for. Leslie heard Jackson, her husband, begin to stir upstairs. It was too late for her to get her work done. He would now be working in his own office, making the noise that she had tried to avoid. She would have to cancel the trip and record on Saturday to keep from missing her deadline. Leslie turned off the television that the kids had left on and went to clean up the mess in the kitchen, cursing the entire time. It was nothing short of pleasure waking the kids up a few hours later, watching their exhausted misery. Leslie felt a little ashamed when she realized that she was enjoying seeing them suffer. With drooping eyes and sagging shoulders, they completed their schoolwork in the spare room turned classroom. Leslie watched closely to make sure neither one dozed off. They had been working less than an hour when Erica began whining. Mom, can I please sleep for another hour? I'm so tired. Leslie stood her ground, hoping that one act of sternness may prevent future disobedient behavior. You should have thought about that before you decided it was a good idea to stay up all night. You can sleep when your work is done and done right. Bryson, who had been listening hopefully, ducked his head lower without a word and went right back to work. Normally, the teenage boy would have had something smart to say. Leslie took his silence as a small victory, believing that her tactics were working. It was just after lunch when Leslie finally gave in, as she usually did, and told the kids to go to their rooms and rest. She knew that she would have to be on the lookout tonight, or they would sneak out of bed as soon as her eyes closed. She was clearing off the table when she heard a faint scratch from the patio door. Laying down a stack of plates, she walked over and pulled the blinds aside. Looking down, she saw a skinny little gray cat scratching away at the door. His fur was soaked from an unexpected morning rain shower. Leslie was allergic to cats, but felt bad for the little guy. Sliding the door open, she watched as the cat scurried in without hesitation. Leslie had a feeling she would regret it, but she would let him stay inside long enough to get his belly full and for his fur to dry. 
She opened a can of tuna from the pantry and smiled as he gulped it down as if he hadn't eaten in days. She had been watching him lick his paws clean when her phone began to ring. She only turned around long enough to grab the phone from the table, but when she turned back, the cat had disappeared without a sound. Leslie searched for half an hour before finding the cat sleeping peacefully under her bed. He had crawled back so far that she could not reach him and was unresponsive to her calls. Frustrated, she decided to wait until he ventured back out. As Leslie stood and exited the room, the little gray cat's glowing red eyes opened and followed the movement of her feet as she left the bedroom. This episode of Freaky Folklore is sponsored by Athletic Greens. Our partner, Athletic Greens, has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because my chaotic work schedule left me feeling tired. I didn't have time to plan healthy meals, and regular vitamins were hard to digest and made me nauseous. I wasn't achieving the results that I was looking for with chewables and other supplements. I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great and was easy to digest. Now I've been on AG1 for almost a month, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste like orange juice that I look forward to each morning. I prepare an eight ounce glass every morning and drink it before I start my day. It doesn't upset my stomach and I have a natural energy that helps me get going. My husband was so amazed by my results that he now starts his day the same way. So you may be wondering what this stuff is. With just one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. AG1 supports better sleep quality, mental clarity, and alertness. It costs less than $3 a day. You are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. For every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free trial packets with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash folklore. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash folklore to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. El Cucuy is the Spanish equivalent of the boogeyman. He preys on children who are disobedient. He appears from seemingly thin air to kidnap, torture, and eat children for not listening to their parents. The name El Cucuy, or often called El Coco, emerged from European Spanish-speaking countries. In these countries, the word coco means coconut. However, it is sometimes used in place of the words human head or skull. This is used in reference to the physical appearance of El Cucuy, 
who is described as having skin that is brown like the shell of a coconut and an abundance of hair. You may recognize some other names used for El Kukui, such as Cuco, Cuca, or Coco. In many Latin American countries, they refer to the monster as El Cuco, but in other places such as New Mexico and Southern Colorado, where there is a large Hispanic population, it is referred to as the Coco Man, the anglicized version of the name. As the legend goes, El Kukui is the boogeyman monster. He is described as a hideous creature who is small and misshapen and is hairy all over. His appearance is an image straight out of a nightmare. El Kukui is described also as having large bat-like ears, red glowing eyes, and razor-sharp teeth. He usually is seen with gray hair on his head and chin, and long sharp claws. It is said he has an uncanny ability to hear the cries of children from miles away. Boasting strength and agility, El Kukui is hard to avoid once you become his target. So if evasion is your plan, it is a faulty one. It's better to evade by behaving yourself. The legend also says that El Kukui can shapeshift and disguise himself as a faceless shadow, dark and dangerous. He has a strong power of determination, which allows him to hide in closets and under beds for long periods of time. Passed down for generations, the legend of El Kukui states that he attacks and abducts children who misbehave. Parents have used this warning to scare their children as a threat of what would happen if they did not listen. If a child misbehaved, the El Kukui would sneak into their room and hide, waiting for them to be alone. He would then watch them in silence from his hiding place, waiting for the perfect moment to strike. Parents would tell their children that El Kukui may crawl into their bed and scratch them for bad behavior, but that was if they were lucky. El Kukui loved to carry children away to his cave deep in the mountains so that he could slowly eat them bit by bit. The naughtier the behavior of the child, the hungrier El Kukui becomes. Once caught, the victim is devoured or simply disappears never to be seen or heard from again. It seems that every culture has a boogeyman. In England, you will hear of the bugbear. In Japan, children fear the namahage. The names and descriptions change, but all these creatures have the same purpose, to punish naughty children. El Kukui's origins are rather obscure. While some believe it originated in prehistoric Celtic Europe, and others believe Spain and Portugal. One thing is for certain, the legend is more commonly used in Latin American countries where it may have traveled to during the period of European colonization. Searching through the history and popular culture, you can find children's stories, poetry, movies, and a plethora of other works including restaurants influenced by El Kukui. Joe Hayes, one of America's premier storytellers created the children's book El Kukui, A Boogeyman, in English and Spanish. Hayes grew up in a small town in Arizona where he started learning Spanish from his classmates. As he got older, he began reading the work of folklorists and anthropologists and gathering old stories from the Southwest region. 
The introduction to Hay's book begins. So you've been in trouble. So your parents tell you they're calling the boogeyman. You laugh. There's no such thing. Then you hear a sharp knock. Standing at the door is the oldest man you have ever seen. It's El Kakui. With that big red ear, he hears everything. In this cautionary tale, Hayes tells about two girls who didn't believe in El Kakui until he snatched them up. Of course, the story has a happy ending. Don Quixote is a Spanish novel written by Miguel de Cervantes, who is widely regarded as the greatest writer in the Spanish language. In the last chapter, Don Quixote identifies himself as the Scarecrow, or El Coco, a.k.a. El Cacuy. Don Quixote is considered by many to be the most important piece of fiction ever written. It is a testament to the importance of El Cacuy that it makes an appearance on the epitaph of arguably the most famous fictional character of all time. In Latin America, some parents invoke El Kakui to discourage their children from bad behavior by singing lullabies or telling them rhymes to scare them. The oldest known rhyme about Coco or El Kakui originated in the 17th century. Written by Juan Caxas, the title translates to English as Carriage of Betrothal of the Virgin. The rhyme has evolved through the years, but still retains its original meaning. It reads in English, Leave Coco, leave Coco, go to the top of the roof, let the child have a quiet sleep. The rhyme is sung to the tune of Rockabye Baby, which came from 17th century England. The theory is that it was a death wish for the infant son of King James II, hoping he would die and be replaced by a Protestant king. Apparently, parents have been trying to terrify their children for centuries, starting at birth when they usually begin to sing these lullabies. Tony Armand Ferguson Padilla is an American professional mixed martial artist. He goes by the name El Kakui because he is the boogeyman and could continue to fight even while being struck. He would bloody his opponents with elbows, punches, and kicks showing no mercy. If you are filling up to an El Kakui movie night, there are a couple out there you can try, or you can pick up a TV series that has an episode based on the menacing boogeyman. El Kakui the Boogeyman, the short film, was released in 2012. It is roughly seven minutes long and you can watch it for free on YouTube. A little girl named Allie doesn't listen to the stories of El Kakui. Allie eventually grows up to be a drug addict and a killer. After murdering her boyfriend for drugs, she is tormented by her evil actions and confronted by El Kakui. In 2018, the fantasy horror film Kakui the Boogeyman was released. The film was written and directed by Peter Sullivan and stars Marisol Nichols, Brian Krause, Ernest Corcado, and Bella Stein. When children start disappearing, a town is turned upside down as they search. Clueless as to what is going on, Rumors begin to spread that the Kakui, a mythical boogeyman creature, is taking the children. Only one person believes the rumors, a mischievously brave teenager named Sophia, who takes matters into her own hands and hunts down the truth. There are other movies that use El Kakui as inspiration for their characters, or at least seem to. 
If you are a Stephen King fan, you know who Pennywise the Clown is. If you aren't, then well, let's just say, like El Kakui, he likes to steal children and devour them. The evil clown even calls himself the Eater of Worlds and Children. You can also find El Kakui as the villain in King's novel, The Outsider, where he is referred to as El Cuco, a shape-shifting entity that feeds on pain, fear, and suffering. If you would rather watch The Outsider than read it, you can find it on HBO. If you are looking for a true detective-style story with a supernatural twist, you will enjoy this miniseries. If you still aren't satisfied with this El Kakui lineup, you can also catch the creature on the fifth episode of season three of the television series Grimm, where El Kakui as a vigilante takes new shape to clean up the neighborhood. During this episode, Nick and Hank are on the case as repeat instances of apparent vigilanteism have whispers of the old Spanish legend, making their way through a working-class Portland neighborhood. Also on the Netflix Brazilian series Invisible City, episode four, the Kuka, as it is referred to, is featured as a witch who uses its powers to put people to sleep so that it can enter their minds. On an episode of Wizards of Waverly Place, a wealthy family of Kakuis appear with abilities that include shape-shifting in which they can change their face to a dark gray skull shape with large red eyes. Staying true to folklore, they also enjoy scaring children. El Kakui is always hungry and gets hungrier with each naughty act that a child commits. Some say you only must utter his name to summon him. Once he sets his sights on you, he will not give up until you are his. So this hungry child-eating monster, who punishes with mutilation and death, has been around for a very long time. He is a boogeyman straight out of history that is feared by man and has caused many sleepless nights for naughty children. The only way to avoid him is to listen to your parents. Don't talk back. Eat your veggies and go to bed on time. If you don't, El Kakui will come for you. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The rain had returned with a vengeance, shimmying down the shingles and filling the gutters. 
Leslie listened to the soothing sound with her book in hand as she leaned back on her pillow. The cat curled underneath her bed long forgotten when Leslie checked on the kids earlier. To her surprise, they were both asleep. After turning the porch light on for her husband, who worked second shift, she locked the doors and decided to take advantage of the quiet house, where the soothing sounds of the rain was all that could be heard. Slipping on her favorite gown, she headed to bed, oblivious of the eyes that still followed her footsteps as she padded around the room. Whether the rain, the reading, or the quiet was to thank, Leslie quickly nodded off. She awoke to a thump moments later and found that her book had fallen from the bed onto the floor. Leslie reached for the book and stifled a yawn before laying the book back on the nightstand and turning off the light. She had wrapped herself in the cocoon of her blankets and closed her eyes when she heard the bedroom door creak slowly as it swung further open. Leslie sat up and looked at the door for a moment, then muttered, stupid cat, before laying back down and losing herself in her bed's warmth. A loud clap of thunder woke Leslie with a start. She was relieved to hear the storm instead of the scream that she thought she had heard. She must have been dreaming. She heard snoring from the other side of the bed and sighed. He must have been careful not to wake her. For that, she was thankful and showed him the same respect when she climbed out of bed to go get a glass of water. A chill hung in the night air, probably brought in by the storm. Another loud clap of thunder made Leslie jump as she was pulling on her robe. She was shivering as she made her way down the hallway. Looking towards the kids' bedroom door, she was amazed that they were still asleep. She knew this without looking in on them because their bedroom doors were both left ajar. She had done this herself before going to bed, knowing that if they snuck out of bed, they would shut the doors to hide the fact that they were awake. Leslie smiled to herself, basking in the small victory as she made her way down the stairs to the kitchen. She noticed the clock on the microwave flashing as soon as she walked in. The power must have gone off at some point. She would have to fix it later. Now wondering what time it was, Leslie glanced toward the large grandfather clock in the family room across from the kitchen. The clock read 537. It was later than she had thought. The darker than usual skies had altered her sense of time. Most mornings, Leslie had her cup of coffee by 6.30 while quietly watching the morning news. This was even better. She would have a little more quiet time to herself before she had to get the kids up for the day. A heavy thump came from the upstairs, just over her head as she started the coffee maker. That is when she remembered the cat that was still running loose in the house. It sounded like it had snuck into Erica's room and was knocking things around. She knew that she would have to hunt it down. But first, she was going to enjoy her cup of coffee. Her coffee was dark and bitter, just like she liked it. No cream or sugar. Coffee was meant to wake you up, not to taste like a dessert followed by an early morning sugar rush. Leslie settled into the recliner and almost spilled her coffee mid-sip when she heard another crash from upstairs. That cat was not going to let her enjoy her coffee this morning. It sounded like he had broken something this time, and if she didn't go investigate, Erica would possibly wake up and step on glass or something sharp. 
Setting her coffee on the end table, Leslie stood and headed back towards the stairs. On her way up, there was a long barreling roll of thunder, and as it faded, she could hear crying. She began to hurry up the stairs, afraid that she was too late and that Erica had been hurt. She was probably terrified since she didn't even know that there was a cat in the house. Passing Bryson's room, she noticed that his door was still ajar, as she had left it, but Erica's was closed. She could hear the faint sound of crying just on the other side of the door. Worried, she didn't think to knock, but instead swung the door open. The room was silent and appeared to be empty. She no longer heard the crying, but noticed immediately that Erica was not in her bed. Her blankets were laying in a pile on the floor next to the broken lamp that the cat must have knocked off her nightstand. Thinking maybe Erica had gone to the bathroom, she went there to look for her next. The light was on, but she wasn't there. She immediately checked the other two bedrooms and found everyone else sleeping peacefully, but no sign of her daughter. Turning back towards Erica's room, she remembered how when Erica was little, she would roll off her bed and Leslie would find her sleeping in the floor. That is probably what had happened. Heading back into Erica's room, she quickly went to the other side of the bed, but still found no sign of her daughter. Panic starting to take hold, she finally flipped the light switch, but jumped when the light came on and suddenly the bulb burst, raining tiny pieces of glass all over the room. The flash of light blinded her for a moment, but she made her way towards the closet even with the tiny pieces of glass cutting into her feet. A small whimpering sound began to creep out from somewhere in the room as Leslie flung the closet door open expecting to see Erica there. Nothing. She dug through the clothes piled in the closet floor, flinging them out into the room. The more she dug, the louder the crying became, but it sounded far away, much farther than was possible. As she reached the bottom of the pile, she heard a chilling laugh. It sounded like an old man, but not quite human. Leslie spun around, following the laughter and saw movement under the bed. Falling to her knees, Leslie's heart stopped when she looked right into the terrified face of her daughter. Her skin was pale, and she had dark rings under her eyes and tears running down her cheeks. She cried, Mama! But the words were smothered by wicked laughter. Erica reached out with both hands in desperation, but as Leslie grabbed her daughter's hands and began to pull, large clawed hands wrapped around her baby's face on both sides and pulled her under the bed, where she disappeared into the darkness. The shock of her released grasp sent Leslie tumbling back on the floor. Without hesitation, she scrambled back to the bed, crawling halfway under it looking for Erica, but all she saw was a candy wrapper and dust. <sighs> What's wrong, Leslie? Leslie jumped when she heard Bryson's sleepy voice from the doorway. She must have looked crazy laying there in the floor. Fighting back tears, she ordered Bryson to go wake his dad and waited for them both to return without moving. 
Bryson came back seconds later but was alone. He's not there, and he's not in the bathroom. Hours later, Leslie sat on the couch in shocked silence as the police finished up their search. Jackson held her close until the lead investigator called him to the side to question him. Leslie's mind was a mess. Jackson had worked late. If he wasn't home earlier, then who was in the bed next to her? She knew that she hadn't imagined it, or maybe she had. But even if she had imagined it, she knew that Erica being pulled underneath the bed was real. She could still feel the warmth of her daughter's hands in hers. Erica was missing. That was a fact. The police had searched the entire house and had found no trace of her or any sign of a break-in. As she was staring at the blue flashing lights on the living room walls, cast by the lights of the police cars, Leslie recalled her words early the morning before when she was so angry about something that seemed so minor now. El Kakui can take you both for all I care. The angry words played on a loop in her head. Tears began to roll down her cheeks and she began to sob. She was overwhelmed with a sense of guilt, as if saying those words had caused her daughter to be taken from her. Grabbing a tissue from the table, she was dabbing the tears from her face when she heard a meow. Not knowing why, Leslie followed the sound, looking for the cat as if he might be able to tell her something. He continued to meow until she found him, sitting on the edge of Erica's bed, licking something red from his paws. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts such as Tales from the Break Room and Redwood Bureau. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Tune in next week for a special two-and-a-half-hour treat as we revisit Asian folklore with a compilation of five creatures from some of your favorite episodes. Until next time, stay safe out there because this world is a strange one. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.